Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. You're a 415 You're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415 hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. We are back again. Yes, we are. The 415ers podcast coming to you as always three times a week on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. Evan Giddings, Mark Grandy with you. Mark, it's a preview Friday before week six, 49ers-Falcons. What's going on, man? Uh, just a lovely Friday, Evan. Excited for another week of football, getting ready. Niners are still out on the East Coast uh, after a win last week. They'll get back home. They won't travel much after this. So enjoy this 10 a.m. game while you can because you won't have a Niners morning football for the rest of the season. Yeah, it's kind of nice, honestly, to wake up on a, a nice Sabbath, grab a cup of Joe, and just put your feet up and watch the Niners. Um, I mean, obviously they're going to be happy to not have to go to the East coast anymore at this point or have any long swings. Uh, but you know, sometimes these games are, are, can get a little interesting and for them to be early in the morning here on the West coast. I don't know about you, Mark. I kind of enjoy the 10 AM games sometimes when the West coast team gets to go out back. I'll be honest with you. I the the best time in my my mind is when the team that I care most about, the 49ers, kicks off at one, which generally is what happens. Not one twenty five. Well, yeah, one one hundred five, one twenty five, any anywhere around there works for me. Because I mean, I I'm sure you're similar, but I'm a big red zone guy. My my preference is Scott Hansen, and generally speaking, you're shaking your head. Are you not a Scott Hansen guy? Are you? I usually no, 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 I I don't mind red zone. I don't mind Scott Hansen. I usually just like to lock in on one game, to be quite honest. So I'll I'll kind of had red zone on in the back, maybe, you know, getting my my fantasy team is not very good, Mark, so I'm not really (laughs) locked in as far as uh, all the different touchdowns that my team refuses to score is concerned. See, that's the point, though. I I want to have the prime red zone hours open so I can focus on red zone. And generally, there are more games in the early window, the the 10 o'clock window, than the 1 p.m. window. So I can watch for red zone from 10 to 1, and then I'll switch over and focus on, you know, the Niner game. But obviously, this week is different because they're playing at 10 o'clock. You have to lock in there, and then you can, you know, figure out your red zone viewing later. Uh, but ideally I think that that's the way I like it, but I'm not complaining about some morning football either. See, maybe this is where we differ in our ideologies when it comes to viewing athletic events, because to me, I would rather watch a game in the morning, have my team win preferably 
or lose and then have the rest of the day to reconcile with whatever emotions I'm going through after said game. So if I can wake up, you know, I'll probably be, I'll be honest, I'll be a little doozy from Saturday night. So, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll have uh, maybe, you know, I don't know, uh, hair of the dog, so to speak, a little bit in the morning, get things going. And then as the game progresses, uh, figure out, you know, how I'm going to feel about the game. And the game's done by one o'clock. So, I don't know, maybe call me somewhat of an early sports riser, but I don't know, man, getting the entire day to then figure out how I feel about an actual win or loss to me is is a little more valuable than getting done at like 430 and then you don't have time to go out and maybe run an errand. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a 10 a.m. guy. No, I mean, my goal on Sundays is as much football as possible. So I want to watch when there are a lot of games on, I want to be locked into those games. And that's why I use red zone, especially early in the morning, because there are a bunch of games happening right then. I don't, you know, I run all my errands, you know, on, on Fridays, you know, before or after work. And then on Saturday, you know, choose the window where there's not a good college football game on and go get all your stuff done. And then you can just lock in on your couch all Sunday. That's, that's the best way to go about it. I We're, we're getting off track, but we, we could probably talk about, you know, the way that we view our sporting events for a whole episode, but we should probably get onto the 49ers. Huh? I mean, I guess if you want uh, granny rests on the Sabbath, that's pretty much the takeaway from the first four minutes. Exactly. Uh, 49ers Falcons Niners on the road, week six, three and two, their record Falcons are two and three after a tough loss last week against Buc- the Buccaneers, to be quite honest. Uh, Miners are Niners are five point favorites in this game. Total is 44 and a half, but where I want to start Mark is with, because it seems like the last few episodes that we've done, and understandably so, we've pretty much started with the 49ers defense, and they've been um, absolutely outstanding. Like They're on a historic pace as far as yards per play, points per game. Um, they've been very, very good so far this year. They just gave up their fifth touchdown of the season in their fifth game against Carolina last week. And so now I want to start with the offense here on today's episode, and specifically with the quarterback, because... Jimmy Garoppolo had some interesting comments about kind of the, the 49ers culture. And and this is something that every single team has to undergo as far as creating an identity. And I think a lot of people and a lot of fans for the 49ers are on the same page that it feels a lot like 2021, but to me kind of having that continuation of last season and a team that was very successful um, is is pretty interesting to be able to sort of run it back in a sense, especially when you're introducing new pieces to running it back. And one of the pieces that's been very influential, especially on on defense primarily, um, is Mooney, as you called him. Mooney, don't call me Charvarius Ward, right? Yeah. So Jimmy Garoppolo was talking about Mooney Ward and how impressive he's been. And something stood out to us in that, you know, a reporter kind of asked a follow-up when Jimmy said, basically, look, he's made of the right stuff, right? He's one of us. And Jimmy kind of extrapolated on that or, uh, you know, went in a little more depth saying like, you know, when everyone is pulling in the same direction, like it's, it's hard to describe, but basically, you know, when a guy fits in and when he doesn't, and it seems like a lot of guys on the 49ers, kind of unquestionably fit in, which as simple as that sounds, Mark, I don't know if you can necessarily say that for a lot of other teams around the league. Yeah, I think there's a lot of teams who kind of preach, you know, bringing in good guys, high character guys, and in kind of promoting and developing 
you know, chemistry within a team. Obviously, every team would want that. But, you know, I would say the vast majority of teams tend to err on the talent side as opposed to the, you know, how does this guy's personality fit, you know, with the team? I feel like the 49ers are, are maybe on one extreme where I'm not saying one extreme is they're, you know, completely ignoring talent because, of course, they're not. But they're on the extreme, I think, in the league where they probably value that character and, you know, th- those personalities more than other teams do. And, and obviously, you're going to get things wrong. There are exceptions. You know, there are times where either you you misjudge a, a, a certain player's, you know, character or, or the way they are, you know, away from the football field. You know, there, there are examples. We could go down a list. But I do think the 49ers tend to... Uh, I don't know, worry about those things more than other teams. I mean, that was most of the conversation around Trey Lance was obviously they, they felt like he was a good player, but also, I mean, how many times did we hear Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch throughout, you know, right after the draft process and even up to now keep saying, uh, well, maybe, you know, whatever you want to say about him as a player, but he is a great guy. He is exactly the guy that we thought that he was. So I think those things really matter to the 49ers. And what Jimmy Garoppolo pointed out is that, you know, Mooney Ward is also one of those guys. Uh, you know, one thing that that Garoppolo said in, the, in that same answer that you're referencing is he thinks guys who, who don't fit in with this franchise, they simply don't last here very long. And when you're made of the right stuff, when you're built like one of us, you'll fit in, you know, perfectly. So it, it, that, I mean, that that's the answer right there. If you are not, you know, pulling in the same direction, if you're not getting along with people in this locker room, uh, you're probably going to be on your way out of the door relatively soon. Whether or not you're a, a, a good player, a bad player, whatever the case is, in the case of Mooney Ward, I mean, he's both. He's been phenomenal as a shutdown corner. We talked about it, I think, a couple episodes a couple episodes ago in the reaction to the win in Week 5 in Carolina. Maybe the best, you know, one-on-one cover corner the Niners have had in a, a really, really long time. Uh, but clearly, you know, based on everything that, that the players and the coaches are, are saying about him, it's not only his play on the field, but it, it's the way that he's, he's fitting in uh, emotionally with the guys in the locker room. And uh, maybe you want to you know, I don't know, not admit how important that is, but it's clearly important considering all the love that that this team has for Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo has, has never said a bad word about any of his teammates either. I mean, that this obviously matters. I mean, how would this quarterback situation have gone? How would it have been different if Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't the great guy that he was? One, he probably wouldn't be a 49er. And two, even if somehow he was, uh, maybe he wouldn't have the support of his teammates like he like he does behind him. So I, I think it's it's really really important, and um, that's why the Niners are so careful. I think in free agency, bringing in big name guys because you're shelling out a lot of money, and it's more than just the talent. You also are evaluating the person and how he's going to fit in your locker room. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring spring is here which means it's the perfect time to get away in the hyundai you've always wanted visit the hyundai getaway sales event where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning hyundai models like the tech-filled tucson and kona as well as the spacious palisade enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with america's best warranty and three years or thirty-six thousand miles of complimentary maintenance but hurry in these deals won't last add more joy to your journey at the hyundai getaway sales event now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yeah, and, and that's, to me, a big part of why, as much as Jimmy Garoppolo is not the best player on the 49ers, he might not even be in the top five as far as the best players on the 49ers, talent-wise, skill-wise, but... When it comes to leadership, I do think he does embody that, you know, right stuff, so to speak. And Jimmy Garoppolo seems to have everyone on board, not only in reference to, you know, liking him and supporting him, um, but just seeming to like, I, I do think a big part of why a lot of people on the team rally around Jimmy G is Example A, as we're talking about, because he immediately is able to recognize, you know, maybe he can't recognize a you know zone coverage, but he can recognize who is going to be a valuable piece of the 49ers, not only on the field, but also off of it. And I think also, too, because so many people are, are split on Garoppolo and understandably so that the players see the way that Jimmy is covered. And they see the way that he reacts or in a lot of cases doesn't react to the coverage of him. And I think a lot of athletes and particularly 49ers respect that because when he goes out and has a game like he does against Denver, he's the exact same guy as when, you know, he goes out and has a pretty decent game as we all put together against Carolina. So, you know, he he's consistent week in and week out and he always seems to give praise and you know, he's very humble about himself. He's very, um, you know, positive towards his teammates. Like that to me is, is in a way what makes the right stuff. It's not necessarily who the best guy is, but who the right person for the job is. And at least for right now, obviously the 49ers have only one option at quarterback for Jimmy Garoppolo. But I do think that as the season progresses and you, you know, Injuries are going to continue to fall upon the 49ers, hopefully not as impactful as they have been in the first five weeks. But you're going to have to find those guys to step up with the right stuff because you're not going to have the luxury of picking, you know, top talented guys. Hopefully, you know, there's a bunch of Mooney Wards out there that can play as well as he has so far. But you're going to need guys, I think, more so and more, more importantly, to be on the same page rather than all right, I just need a guy that can run a four, two and catch a you know, catch a ball over people. Yeah. And, and quickly back to Mooney, I was pouring through some Kyle Shanahan transcript transcripts from earlier this week. And it kind of jogged my memory. He was asked about the signing of, you know, Mooney Ward this off season and, and how important that was. And if he's been surprised at all by his play so far this year and Shanahan kind of, you know, said what we're talking about here. He said, you know, obviously, that's what we had hoped that Mooney Ward was going to be like. That's what we wanted to get. That's what we're paying for. And they talked about kind of the challenges of signing a big guy in free agency. He said, 
you know, we kind of look into that stuff almost every year in terms of signing, you know, a, a guy to a big free agent contract. And he says, you know, you get into free agency, the money gets so high, and, and so did his. You see the kind of player with, with that money attached to him, and we think it would be worth it for him to come in. And, and you know, they got it right. He's been exactly, you know, what they thought he's been, is what Shanahan said. But he followed up and said it, it's really hard to do that. You know, it, it took the team a while to be able to do that. But when you do take a swing, you hope that you hit. And Shanahan said they really feel like they have. So, again, it's kind of like a, a multi-pronged challenge. It's easier to see the talent on display. And, you know, maybe it, it differs from, you know, from different systems, you know, with different defenses to, to a whole, you know, different setup. Uh, but it's also kind of trying to manage, you know, personalities and how they all, all fit. And I think that's where... Jimmy Garoppolo probably deserves maybe the most credit. We've talked a lot about the kind of guy he is, and he's maybe, you know, the only quarterback who's been to a Super Bowl as a starter for a whole season that would have been willing to come back to the situation as a backup quarterback. I think that, you know, when you have your quarterback kind of setting that example, um, I think it probably gives your coaching staff and, you know, your your roster builders, your front office, a little more leeway in terms of the kind of players that they're bringing in. Because when you see your leader, your, your quarterback, whether or not he's your best player, whether or not he's your team MVP, when you see the leader of your team, your starting quarterback, exhibit that kind of, um, I don't know, exuding that kind of atmosphere, that kind of energy, I feel like it it can kind of correct a lot of ills throughout the rest of the team. So I think that's probably where Garoppolo deserves a lot of credit not taking anything away from you know any of the other individual players who you know seems like they're they're all fantastic people I mean everyone was singing the praises of Jeff Wilson Jr. this week he's beloved in the locker room that's the case for a number of guys but I think Jimmy Garoppolo and just kind of the person that he is helps um, not not necessarily cover up some other things but influences everyone and kind of pushes everyone in the right direction. 